It is that time of the week where we join our friends over at Black Locks Reporter because they do all the digging on the juicy stuff and we are the richer for it. No one doing more of that digging these days than Tom Korski, managing, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporting. Hello, Tom. Hi, Alex. I think this is an interesting headline. You guys talked about the worries over mortgage debt. And um, a federal bank regulator is now warning of really big, far-reaching consequences if there's any decline in housing prices. And mortgage debt is now equivalent to 85% of Canada's entire company, which is shocking, um, which signals to me why the Trudeau government has not done anything to cool, to cool the housing market, because it really is driving the economy. And they can't. If they tried to raise interest rates, so they've got a real Hobson's choice, they have inflation. And when everyone says, well, why doesn't uh, the, the government do something, the only thing the Bank of Canada can do is raise interest rates. And they won't do that because homeowners will burn Parliament to the ground. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot of old timers around. I remember last mortgage we paid 12 and a quarter. I, I walked past a Firefighters Credit Union, they have a sign on the sidewalk that says uh, uh, 2.5% for five years. I mean, that's a great rate, and they cannot raise those rates because people will lose their homes. Interesting, Alex, mm-hmm. this is the chief bank regulator, superintendent of financial institutions, who points out, as you, as you mentioned, 85% of GDP, that's the entire yeah. productivity yeah. of the nation's economy, is equivalent to the mortgage debts that we owe. So they've put themselves in a real jam. They can't do anything about the cost of living on interest rates, and yet they must do something about the cost of living and interest rates. Good luck to them. <laughs> it's it's a real Hobson's well, choice. It is. I mean, I don't think anyone maybe 10 years ago would say that the, the economy was being driven by the housing market because that's not generally what drives an economy. Generally, when you're in a resource-rich country, you should be running the economy on things like oil and resource development, all those things. And so, you know, there is going to be a correction in the market. I think this government's gotten very, very lucky that it hasn't yet happened. But should it happen to any degree, it is very clear they are going to have to explain themselves. And when you look at some of the figures, uh, Canadian real estate figures are absolutely staggering. We picked a random date. That was uh, 2017. There was a parliamentary budget office report that spring in May 2017 talked about cooling of housing prices. How many people predicted, by the way, including CMHC, that housing prices would fall because of the pandemic? There's a takeaway there. Anyway, in some markets, uh, Atlantic markets, uh, Halifax, Charlottetown, up 70%, 90%. That's in four years. It's absolutely staggering. Big takeaway there, though, Alex, whether you are the Department of Finance or the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation or the Bank of Canada. The Bank of Canada was wrong in every inflation forecast they issued. CMHC was wrong in every house price forecast they issued from the start of the pandemic. When the big brains running the ship don't know what they're doing, that's the takeaway and that's a dangerous place. Well, okay, but maybe they've been a little distracted over at the CHMC because for some reason over the last couple of years, they've decided it's their job to figure out, you know, how to get granny to, you know, start renting out her apartment, her, her leftover rooms to someone who can't afford them. And they've become very activist in, in, you know, who should get housing and who should not, which is way, way, way out of the lane of what their mandate is supposed to be. So, like, who can, who can actually trust these, you know, governing bodies, which seem all to be very politicized these days? 
Well, it is true. And CMHC, of course, they had many times we've discussed they have this fetish about taxing home equity. And indeed, when they look at the run up in home equity, I mean, they just start drooling. It's over, you know, trillions of dollars. I think if we could, we could just get a little piece of that, you know, all our problems could be solved. But if you're a homeowner, taxpayer, just a, a everyday, hardworking, God-fearing Canadian, uh, no. Depend on it for your personal financial planning that people in Ottawa don't know what they're doing, because that is a fact. Fact is, it is a fact. Yes, indeed it is. Meanwhile, the rising cost of living is going to be a lot longer and a lot longer lasting than um, officials had admitted. And I'll be talking to Philip Cross about the dollars and cents right after I talk to you. But I think, you know, for me, Tom, the Bank of Canada got their predictions wrong. And so this thing's going to be longer and more painful. But, you know, politically, we hear the same talking point over and over and over again. And that Trudeau is going to solve this whole thing with affordability of housing and child care. But those are years away. That is not immediate relief. That, that is not going to help people with cost of living right now, which is actually where the problem is. It, it, there is no immediate relief. That's exactly correct, and it's going to, and it will be qu- quite shocking. And anyone who buys groceries uh, fills up the tank. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's shocking, and, and and some goods and services absolutely appalling. But uh, McDonald Laurie Institute makes a very important point. That, uh, not everything is political all the time. Sometimes it's just like laws of gravity. The government mm-hmm. cannot uh, spend collectively, by their estimate, in two years, deficits equal to half trillion dollars with no economic effect. You can't do it. And so they can uh, say, as the Minister of Finance did again today in the House of Commons, it's a global problem. I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. live in Singapore. Mm-hmm says the average Canadian. I don't live in Japan. I live here. And it means we can't buy chicken anymore. And I can't fill up half the tank because I have to drive all the way to work. So Mm. they they have enormous problems. And I have to tell you, I read Mr. Cross's report, and it does not inspire confidence in officialdom. It just does not. The litany of wrong forecasts that they have had is spectacular. It's almost mathematically improbable. Right. But yet, you know, there's more than one, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Palos was out on the weekend doing the political talk shows and that. And, and you know, they're all kind of running cover. I don't want to I don't want to say that, that they're politicized because the Bank of Canada is not supposed to be politicized, but they all seem to be justifying this on the decisions that the Bank of Canada made, even though they are, are woefully wrong. And the banks have been speaking back uh, for a while now, but the, they, they keep kind of sticking to this argument that, you know, uh, we couldn't have predicted this or, or you know, we had to uh, spend stimulus money. OK, yeah, that's fine. We all know that stimulus had to be uh, shoved out the door very quickly, Tom, but it had to be done so with, with I think, caution and, and a game plan, an exit strategy. And I don't we have not got that exit strategy. No, there wasn't. And, and it didn't have to be zero or 60 either. I mean, it's, you know, this is the famous thing about binary choice. So we either starve and live in caves and eat turnips or we spend like fools. I mean, there was there was nothing in between. It was lights on, lights off. So this is, you know, I understand everyone understands politics, but there's no doubt. As Mr. Cross made the point in his report, the root of the problem is no one knows how we're going to get out of these deficits. That's just the fact. 
No one even talks about it. It never even came up in the throne speech. How do they plan to pay off the debts they owe? I can tell you, Alex, I don't travel in high circles. I know people, these are ordinary working people, who are uh, trying to think of ways to arrange their private affairs so that they don't get stuck when the game of musical chairs is over, because that's what's going to happen. You know, in 1991, the number of self-employed Canadians went through the roof. Do you know what happened in 1991? It's not because a bunch of people became entrepreneurial overnight. It was the GST. And there were a lot of people who looked at that and said, oh, I see how it's going to be. So I am a tax-paying robot who will pay until I die. No, you arrange your business matters to avoid legally taxation. And that's what's exactly is going to happen. There have been reports already that the number of self-employed people in Canada will triple. So the feds are stuck with these staggering debts and a shrinking tax base. Well, this is the nightmare scenario. And, And that's their world. That's what they created. And they're welcome to it. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, Trudeau's going to leave uh, Christian Freeland with the poop sandwich. We all know that. Um, but, uh, look, they have to put out some kind of financial um, <laughs> update in the next uh, few weeks, you would think. They have $100 billion. They're still telling us they're going to spend. Um, they're not supposed to, according to the banks. But, uh, you know, now I guess we're going to see if they can actually restrain from their ideology and govern for Canada. Yeah, but you're not going to get a <laughs> A date for a balanced budget. They they don't even pretend anymore, Alex. You know, I, I wouldn't even. I don't even care if it's balanced at this point, Tom. I would take just a little, a few shuckles. Just take take. Just don't spend quite as many pennies. Okay? You dreamer. You dream. You crazy dreamer. (laughs) I still have hope. Nonetheless, all right. Stay tuned. Always appreciate your time, Tom. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporter. Yes, it's subscription based, and you know what? A dandy good gift for the stocking, I'd say. I, 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 it is the best thing. I, it's the best money I pay for. Let me tell you, they get the goods. Stay with us, Alex Pearson on point. This is Global News Radio.